Praise the Lord. Well, let's, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this day. We just exalt you, God. And I'm asking you to guide me and direct me. That you would give your people a word that comes straight from heaven, Lord. That you would lead and direct and Holy Spirit guide this message. And it brings all glory and honor and praise to Jesus Christ. Because you deserve it. You did it all. You paid the price. And you, you loved us. You, you transform us. So God, speak to us today. Have your way. I need your help. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, of course, we are in Galatians chapter 1. We're going to continue our study. Amen. And I'm going to do a little recap here. Last week, there was some Jews that infiltrated the church, several churches, actually. They say it was about, it could have been five or six churches in the region of Galatia that they infiltrated. And it was preaching a false doctrine, false gospel. Paul said a different gospel. Amen? Uh, he didn't tell them this because, oh, they need to be thrown in jail, but he wanted to give a stern warning to the church that we cannot... See, they were trying to add Judaism to Christianity and mix it. Oh, you, you need to be circumcised. You need to follow the Mosaic Law and Jesus. I'll tell you something right now, church. We don't need anything but Jesus Christ. Anything but the Word of God. We don't need... Nothing needs to be added to or taken away. It's just Jesus. Amen? Amen? So let's, uh, let's start in verse 10. Oh, well, let's start in verse 9. I know I read this last week, but we're going to go ahead and read it again. Praise the Lord. One second here. Two, zero... All right, praise the Lord. Verse 9, as we have said, excuse me, sorry guys. As we have said before, so I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, that he, that, that what you have received, let him be accursed. I'll tell you, he, he was even going as far as saying, hey, they need to be accursed. If they're leading brothers and sisters astray, they need to be accursed. He was even saying, if there's someone in the church preaching anything else but Jesus Christ, they need to be accursed. If, if I or somebody, if an angel leads, says any other gospel but Jesus Christ, he was really just emphasizing how important it was. Amen. How, how we can get turned astray if we start listening to whatever sounds good. Or, Amen. Uh, the churches, a lot of churches today, they're worried about tickling ears, amen? They're, they're worried about, I know some that even did like a poll, that, oh, what do the people want to hear? Yeah, and, and they, they cast this poll out, and they hear what everyone wants to hear, and then they shape their ministry around what man wants. And I'll, I'll tell you what, that's exactly, that's the shoe on the wrong foot, isn't it? Amen. That's the tail wagging the dog. Amen? Isn't that the truth? Uh, 
This, this brings great conviction for whoever's behind this poll. This is a, such an important place that I stand here before you right now. And not to glorify me in any way whatsoever, church, but that the pastor makes sure that he has an honest heart, that, that, that he gets directly a word from God to deliver to the people. Amen. Amen. It's not the other way around. It's not, oh, well, I'm so worried about serving. We're not tickling ears. Amen. I'm not really worried if you get mad at me if I'm preaching God's word. There might be times when, man, he just stepped on my toes. I kind of hope I step on your toes. Amen? There's something in your life that God's wanting to deal with your heart on, and he gives me a word to deliver to you that puts that little bit of conviction that you'll be transformed. Praise God. You do it in a loving way. Amen. I love you, brother and sister. No, no, no. No, but we, we need that genuine compassion that we're hearing from God, church. We need to hear from God. We need a revelation from Jesus Christ. Today in our society, we're so worried about scientists and, and everything else to fix what's going on. We need Jesus. We, uh, no scientist, no, no, nothing can fix our, our situation but Jesus Christ. Amen? So let's, let's tear into this. Amen. I'm excited to share today. Amen. I really am. I'm looking forward to this. Thank you, Lord. Forgive me. Amen. So verse 10. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. He's emphasizing the fact, I'm not here to please men. This other gospel that they're preaching to you is to please men, not God. First of all, it's saying the grace of God wasn't sufficient enough to do the work. That Calvary, if we have to add to what Jesus did... There's no point in the gospel. We don't have to, amen? He did it all. He, and Paul's highlighting the fact, man didn't call me, God called me. Man didn't give me the word, or this gospel isn't from wisdom, or, 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 or uh, good ideas, or good intentions. This word is from God. I was talking about Paul and how the road to Damascus, when he got saved, it was unique. It was something that usually don't take place. He was traveling on this road ready to thump on Christians, right? He was going to, 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 to bind them up. If I find any of them there, I'm going to take them and throw them in, uh, take them captive. And, and, and God met him in a supernatural way, didn't he? He met him and he revealed himself to him. Why are you persecuting me? This is Jesus Christ. Ooh, you know, his eyes blinded. Can you think about what Paul was going through during that situation? He was praying and fasting. Everything that he ever worked for in his ministry was just totally abolished. 
because it was all about works and what Paul did and, and, and what man did, because that's what Judaism is, amen. You have to do all these things to get close to God, and Jesus completely wiped that out. He, he, he fulfilled it, church, amen. So Paul is sitting there praying and seeking God's face. And Jesus Christ gave him the revelation of the gospel. It wasn't man. It wasn't even Peter. It wasn't James. It was Jesus. Wow. Wow. I don't know if it was, you know, right there when... Because other people around them heard the voice when the light came down and Paul was down on his knees. Amen. They heard the voice. I imagine it was probably in the three days when he was seeking God's face, blinded. Jesus revealed to him the gospel. And can you imagine too, because he had so much knowledge of the Old Testament, everything started to fall into place, revealing Jesus. Amen. Another thing that's powerful too, Paul didn't just, he, he did go out there and preach one sermon, kind of like, when he got saved, but then he waited three years before he really went out and did his ministry. He kind of stepped back and just focused on God. Prepared him. God was preparing him. Amen. And this is what, what's happening right now. Okay, verse 10. For I do not persuade men or God, or I do seek to please men. For I still, if I still please men, I am not a bondservant of Christ. That, a bondservant, a more accurate translation would be slave. Because a bondservant was a slave that after a certain period of time they could be freed but they chose to still follow their master because they loved him and they honored him and respected him. Amen? I wouldn't be this slave of Christ if I'm following after man. That's with any of us, church. If you follow after man's wisdom you're not a bondservant of Christ. It's one or the other. Even with the pastor, if we're going at preaching to, to tickle men's ears, that's our primary focus. Or we are going to preach for God and to God. I, I, I want to put it this way. Jesus is with us each and every service. He hears each and every service. So I need to do the best job I possibly can to perfect this, to honor Him. Amen. Amen. Then it doesn't matter how many people are here, if it's five, ten. Jesus is here. Amen. It's not about pleasing men. It's about pleasing God. And then it comes to where you can serve brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Verse 11. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached in me is not according to men. Verse 12, For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 13, For you have heard 
of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And, it, and it, I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my com, uh, contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my father. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb, he called me through his grace to reveal his son in me. He, that's the whole thing. People knew Paul because of his testimony. It's kind of amazing how God took Paul, transformed him, and then sent him to the Gentiles. The people that he was... Jews in that time hated Gentiles. It was looked as a sin if a Jewish woman would help give birth to a Gentile woman because they're bringing another Gentile into this world. I mean, it was, it was horrific. And then look at how God transformed Paul's heart to minister to the people that he once hated. Wow, that's powerful. And to church, I want to, I'll tell you what, our, our testimony, it's, it's part of showing people what the gospel has done in our hearts. Amen? It is, it's encouraged, we're encouraged to give our testimony. It shows somebody out there how God transformed our hearts. Amen? I just want to give two advices. That when we're given our testimony... We don't want to make it seem like our past life, because uh, I've heard some testimonies that were awesome. God dragged him out of a drug, you know, he was a drug lord, doing all this great things, you know, not great things, terrible things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, robbing people, and then, then it comes to the end, and now I'm saved and everything's okay. I'll tell you what, when we're sharing our testimony, we don't want to exalt the things we are doing in this world. We need to talk about the hopelessness and the, how we're desperate for a change and transformation. Because we don't want to glorify our past. Amen. And then there's folks on the other side that I don't really have a testimony. <laughs> you know, I've, I've found Jesus in uh, uh, Sunday school when I was six. You know? <laughs> And you think that your testimony is boring. Let me tell you, there's no boring testimonies. Amen? And, you know, you might want to say, yeah, well, I grew up, and uh, in the first grade, I started taking kids for their lunch money, you know, just to, like, exaggerate. <laughs> no, no, there's no need to do that, amen? Uh, that's powerful then when you grow up in a Christian home, raised in a Christian home, and your parents raise you in Christ and develop you in Christ, and you never really went out into the world and felt, isn't that more of a powerful testimony to a point than one that's been in drugs and then had this major, they're both wonderful, praise God, they both went, to, but that's glorious when you get to that point in your life where you recognize, I 
need Jesus. Not, not my parents ain't covering me no more. I need the Lord for myself. I, I need Him in my heart. Amen. But Paul's testimony really influenced people. People heard of him. And they were a little intimidated at first. I, I know I would be. I think of Stephen right off the bat. Before Paul was saved, he was sitting there when Stephen was stoned. Holding the cloaks for all the, the, the folks stoning him. But what did Stephen do? He prayed. He prayed for those that persecuted him. He was praying for Paul before it took place. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to highlight this too, church. This is verse 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's room and called me through His grace to reveal His Son in me. God called Paul in his mother's womb. He called him before he was born to be a servant of Christ. It wasn't just on the road to Damascus. It shows God's plan of His divine purpose for all of us. He's called us for something, Lord, for, for a purpose for Him. Amen? And, and I love this part too, to re reveal His Son in me. Isn't that what we all want, church, is that His Son is revealed in us? That, that when you go out and you are seen in the community, that the community is able to say, Christ is within Him. Christ is within Him. Not because He's saying anything. He's living that life following Jesus. That Christ is revealed through us. Amen. Verse 16. To reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the Gentiles. I do not immediately confer with the flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Arabia isn't Saudi Arabia. It's Arabia is just right outside of Damascus. He probably was in the desert right there, continuing to work with the churches in Damascus, grow, amen, which is great. Verse 18, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days, but I saw none of the others. Apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you indeed, before God I do not lie. Afterward I went into the region of Syria and Sicilia. And I was unknown by face to the church of Judah, which were in Christ. But they were hearing only he who formerly persecuted us, now preached, and faith which he once tried to destroy and they glorify God in me. Amen. Praise the Lord. He, he went there 
I want to just highlight a few things here. Through his testimony, through, through what he did, they didn't really know him, but they glorified God in him. And I want to bring this kind of with us, church. Does Jesus... Do you just know of him? Because most of the times we hear about Jesus from another person. Amen. I know I got saved from a pastor that was preaching and I, I responded to the call. Amen. But as we respond to the call, was, did, was there something that really happened in the heart? Amen. I mean, sometimes people could think they're saved and they hear about him. No, but, but nothing really happened and transformed their heart. I hope we examine ourselves that we know that we know that we're saved. Amen. That when we hear the gospel, we, we, we respond to it. Amen. That we don't just take it upon what others, someone else said, but that Jesus spoke directly to my heart. And I received it. Amen. We need that faith. We need Jesus. Um, God is powerful. And I know this, that there's so many people out there that need Jesus. And we just got to yield ourselves to Him so we can reach Him. But God spoke him, and all this kind of ties it together that, um, that Paul, he didn't need man. To, he, was, he was defending his apostleship here. I mean, that's exactly what he is doing through all this. That, hey, I heard it from Jesus. I, I was saved from Jesus, not by man. And he was highlighting the distinctions between the false doctrine and the truth. And once all, and they glorified God in me. I guess today I just want you to make sure that God is in you. Amen. That others would glorify the God that's within you. Amen. That they'd see Him. That they desire to have what you have. Amen. All right. Can we pray? Amen. Father, I thank you for this, your word. I thank you for your revelation of Jesus Christ to us. I thank you for your hope. And God, today I, I just hope that we make our salvation first and foremost. We don't want to play the game of salvation, Lord. We, we want to experience you in our hearts. We want that personal relationship. And we want you to rule and reign. We want your love to abound in our hearts. And God, we want to see people come to you. And Holy Spirit, you do it all. You just use our mouths. 
You guide us. You direct us. God, you know we have family members out there that need you. You know there's loved ones that are far from you. Holy Spirit, use us. God, direct their path. But God, most of all, make yourself real to us like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So be it. God, glory to God. Amen. Yeah, thank you.